Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Weekly Fix. We are fresh off Christmas. It is actually New Year's Day as we are recording this. I got my friend Zane with me. As always, Zane, how was your Christmas now that we are officially past Christmas, and how are you enjoying the New Year so far now that we're a few hours into it? Oh, man, it was a, it was a great Christmas. We had a wonderful trip up, up to West Virginia. Uh, the trip back wasn't the best that it could have been. Um, we had a tractor trailer catch on fire and shut down the interstate for two hours. Um, but other than that, it was it was great. We were safe and we made it home good. Uh, and then our New Year's has been great. So um, just blessed. Um, got some amazing pops for Christmas. Um, some ones that I never thought I'd have in my collection. So that was really cool. Um, some amazing uh, golf shoes that I tried to try out. But in Florida, we had a frost delay. So I actually didn't get to golf. Um, I was supposed to go at 7.30. We show up at 7.30. I woke up at 6.30. Well, I woke up at 6.50. I was supposed to wake up at 6.30. Woke up at 6.50. Show up at the course. And literally, there's a golf uh, frost delay. We couldn't play until 9.30. And so that was too late. I didn't get to go. So that's I've never that. heard of a frost delay in Florida. Is that like a, Is this like a first time ever? I've never heard of it. Didn't know it was a thing. Didn't know it was, it was 34 degrees. Like, there, it was like... Frost away. It's like, oh no, there's a little ice on the ground. They're from the dew. Crazy. We can't play for two hours. That is, that is crazy. Well, you're talking about some of the Funko Pops you got. And as you guys know, we've talked a little bit about on the channel. Me and Zane both like to collect. And why don't you tell us a little bit about what you were able to get this Christmas? Oh, man. Well, you got me an amazing Peter B. Parker with May um, that is just absolutely amazing. It's uh, If you've seen uh, Across the Spider-Verse, it is just um, Peter B. Parker is, is incredible, and him and May are, are so cool in that. Just a little father figure, but his flip-flops say, cool, Dad, and he's got her strapped on the front. And, you know, I, I have a daughter, and she is just absolutely incredible and so it's just really cool to to play off of that one of my favorite movies of the year and on top of that i get to also have like it has a daughter aspect to it which is just really cool um i got that one and then i got a grail i got um loki from endgame holding the tesseract that actually spun off the loki series which was absolutely like i did i never thought i was going to get that one that one's so cool and um just absolutely amazing um i love that one it's glow in the dark the tesseract glows um so that's really cool and then i got the um, god loki from the loki series where he's sitting on his throne um that one was just uh unexpected i actually um it came when it dropped on that day i was like hey i uh, i was told i wasn't allowed to buy any more funko pops um because of christmas and i was like dang it i really would like to grab this one and then <laughs> Like right before Christmas, I looked at it. And I was like, "Man, maybe I should grab it." And it was sold out. And I was like, "Oh man, dang! I really <laughs> hope I get this." <laughs> and then, lo and behold, um, I actually my brother in law got it for me, which is pretty awesome. So, but yeah, yeah really good. Well, that's awesome, especially the the Loki holding the Tesseract. That is one I am hoping to add to my collection at some point in the future. Because one of the things I've been working on with my collection is I love like doing whole marvel projects so one of the things i'm working on is getting all like the original avengers popped which those are going to take a while because they're so expensive but oh, trying yeah. to get through the age of ultron you know we've got infinity war in-game pops all those so those are definitely ones i'd love to have just whole shelves dedicated to having all the avengers movies pops on there so that one is definitely super cool um you talked about the peter b parker one it's funny you mentioned that one again because actually last night i was at my sister and her fiance's 
um, house. And we were looking, we were talking about some movies throughout the year. And he told me he finally watched Across the Spider Verse, and he's a big Marvel fan. But he said he didn't like it. He said he was he's just not a fan of the animation style. Um, and he said he got bored. And that absolutely blew my mind. I'm kind of calling him out a little bit here. So last night I made him before before the ball dropping before all that i said all right we're putting the movie on and we're gonna watch the last like 20 minutes because i feel like the last 20 minutes of that movie is just crazy like everything's going on i mean it's just off the wall and dude that was the first time i have rewatched that movie at all since i watched it in theaters and just watching those last 20 minutes of it i gotta say i'm gonna go ahead and say i think that was the best movie of 2023 Okay. And we've got a lot of good movies. Oh, man. It's close. I'm going to go ahead and throw that at you now. I'm going to go ahead and throw that at you now. I'll let you think about it for a little bit. But we'll come back to that later on. Think about what your favorite movie of the year was. I kind of have a feeling I might know what yours was. But maybe there's a curveball out there. Okay. Uh, But, man, watching those last 20 minutes, I was – that movie is so good. Yeah. I mean – to say you got bored in that movie is mind-blowing to me. I don't don't understand. And also, I don't understand – how you don't like the animation. Um, if you don't like that animation, I would just assume you don't like animated films. Well, and to be fair, he is not a big fan of animated films. He says which, he'll watch them, so it which, makes sense in that regard. So that that's understandable, and I can understand somebody not liking animation, but like, if you like animation and you don't enjoy that movie, I don't, like, you don't, you say the visuals are bad, I don't, I can't process that. That doesn't make sense. Well, it's one of those things, like I said, we just watched those last 20 minutes, but just seeing the little bit of crazy things they did with the animation style, it really blew my mind again, finally watching it again. Um, It was just such a good movie, and the ending, I literally, I still think it's such a crazy ending, um, everything that's going on, and that is probably my most anticipated thing. I don't know if we've heard a whole lot about it, but I would assume there's a good chance we might get it late 2024, maybe early 25. No, because um, I know no it chance. was originally slated for like March of 2024 until all the strikes started happening and it got super delayed. Um, but I would love to see something like that in 2024. I I don't think we're possibly going to see Beyond the Spider Verse in 2024. To be honest, you think it's 2025 for sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, man, watching that, it was just so good. But, guys, we have another great episode for you guys. We started talking about a little bit about the Christmas stuff. Um, Zane got some awesome gifts. I got some awesome Funko Pops as well that I'm super excited to have in the collection. Um, I got the Loki and Mobius 2-pack, you know, talking about Loki, the season 2 show. I love that 2-pack. It's got them in their, I guess that was, what, 1893 or something like that? I forget Uh... the exact year. I actually have the pop right here. Yeah, 1893. So that's super cool to have. I'm super happy to have those. But I got some other great ones that's really cool to have. I think all in all, just a great Christmas. Um, So that was super fun. But one of the things I wanted to start talking about is what if. Now, everyone's been talking about what if. I have actually, I haven't kept my promise to you guys on the podcast. Oh, man. Promise breaker. I know. This is the first time, though. You're going to lose your paladin status. (laughs) But, um, you know. I haven't got to finish season one yet. Obviously, I haven't started season two, but I know you have. I think you said you hadn't finished season two yet, but you have watched a good bit of it. Did you enjoy what you've seen so far? 
So that was outdated information. I actually watched the last three episodes right before this podcast. Okay, there we go. So you have the, you have the full thing now. <laughs> I have the full thing. Yeah, I uh, I I binged the last three episodes. Um, so I think my take on it is that almost every individual episode is better than the originals. Okay. But as a collective, at the end. It did. It was not near as good. So that's so, interesting because I feel like I've heard a lot of s- similar things. But I feel like people overall have said, just from what I've heard. Obviously, I haven't watched it yet. I do feel like season two. A lot of people have said they did enjoy better than season one. So would you, if you had to pick one of the two seasons, is there one that you do prefer now that you've finished season two? Ah, uh, man. I'm trying to think. Think back and. It's just such a. It's so hard because uh, like there's there's individual episodes from season one that were just amazing, um, and then I really like the the last culmination um, fight. Like I didn't like I didn't like the Killmonger episode. I didn't care for the zombies episode. Um, I thought the Captain Carter episode was terrible um, in the first season. In the second season. I thought they were. I I didn't really love Kohori. She's the new new character. Yeah, that they she's like she's brand new, correct? She's brand new. First okay. MCU mainline character that they created. So the, okay. there's no connection to the the comics at all. This is an MCU original. Um, so we we you know like Darcy and stuff was created in MCU, but like that like they, those aren't mainline heroes. This yeah, is a mainline yeah. hero that they created. Um. So I didn't love hers. Now Captain Carter gets her own episode in the second one where she fights the Hydra Stomper with pretty much with Black Widow. That's a really good episode. It's really solid. Um, so that's significantly better than the first season. But then the fine the final episode, it's what if Su- uh, Strange Supreme intervened. Um, that one fell flat for me. Um, okay. So that that was supposed to be like the big the big final scene, and it just seemed. Mm. It seemed like they didn't really understand what they wanted, okay. and that's fine. Um, but but everything else before that, those two are the the ones that fell flat for me, and that's sad because Kahori is like the new character, and she was like yeah. a headliner in both of those. But um, other than those two, everything was great. Hella finding the Ten Rings was really good. The Avengers 1602, I thoroughly enjoyed. The Grandmaster with Tony, that was really cool. There's a Christmas episode. Um, there's What If Quill Attacked the Mightiest Heroes, that was really good. And then we have like a cool like um, kind of like Blade Runner Nebula, which was was kind of neat. It was just a fun, fun, fun journey. So um, I'd say if I was gonna keep one, I would keep the second season okay because the individual episodes are better but as a collected work i would say the first season is is, is better if that makes sense yeah, no, that, i think that makes perfect sense which i'm excited I've, seen, I've heard a lot of good things a few of the group chats i'm a part of all i heard was good things about season two and i did go ahead and i think they leaked or i don't know if it was leaked i think it was officially put out um by marvel but season three of what if is on its way have you gotten a chance to watch that trailer for it uh, it was the red. Uh, what if the Red Guardian saved the Winter Soldier or something? Yeah, at least yeah. Yeah, I, I saw I saw the majority of the clip. I may have 
I may have clicked off of it because I didn't want spoilers, but um, yeah, looked looked fine. Yeah, what I think it's cool that we're. It seems like this is something they're gonna stick with, which is awesome. I love that we're getting some stuff that kind of something you can always look forward to. I don't know yeah. if it'll be something that runs ten seasons, you know, or maybe three is it for them. Um, but it is cool to see. And you know, you mentioned the new original MCU hero. Do you think that that is going to be something that sticks? in what if or do you think we could see something like that maybe in a live action movie or a show or anything like that or do you think they'll try to keep it original to what if it it just depends the the fun thing with what if is they can play with power ranges and it doesn't affect the overarching mcu and mm-hmm. kahori is incredibly strong um completely reshaping reality and and opening portals and super speed and like matter manipulation like like she's really really op um and kind of same with uh, like uh superior strange um or strange supreme like he's just too strong to bring into the main the main universe i believe uh and actually tell a story that you can see in live action um so i don't think they're gonna bring her in but they could um but i would be shocked if they do I think, for, based off what you said, like I said, I haven't seen it yet, but it does sound like something that would be better just keeping it in What If, so they can let her be as powerful as she needs to be, or how, how powerful they want her to be, rather than taking that opportunity of, you know, messing with the greater picture. Um, but I did, I know I didn't keep my promise of finishing Season 1 and all of Season 2 by the time we did this podcast, but I did watch a few episodes of Season 1. I gotta say, I really did enjoy what I did see. Um, like you said, the Captain Carter episode in Season 1, I really kind of hated that that was the opening episode. For someone like me, obviously, I am going to continue to watch it, but I feel like a lot of people really could have been turned off by that first episode oh, yeah. and maybe not given it the proper chance that the show deserves, because of what I've seen so far, that has been my least favorite episode. Um, not necessarily for any other reason. I just feel like it wasn't very interesting. Um, I feel like it was just kind of kind of a good... I don't even... I had to say to use a word, a good starter. I think T'Challa as Star-Lord, which has been my favorite episode of Season 1 so far, that would have been the perfect opening episode of What If? Because I feel like all the elements of questions that people would ask, oh, what if this happened? I feel like that episode really encapsulated all those things. You know, we see Thanos, you know, as a good guy, kind of, he's one of the Ravagers, you know, and that's something, you know, what if Thanos was good? So I love that those type of things were brought out in that episode, but really the Captain Carter episode, I never, while watching it, I was like, I've never really even thought about like, what if that happened? It just didn't seem interesting to me. Yeah. I I think the problem with that episode is not, um, like, what if it works when you change the story, not the character? And the Captain Carter episode, they didn't change the story. It was still, like, a Captain... It was, like, essentially Captain America. Yeah. But they just put Peggy Carter in his place, which doesn't really make anyone care. Like... Uh, like we have the, the good... whole point of what if is you know you don't want to know what's happening you yeah. want a new story essentially and they change the ending and there's certain elements but like it's pretty it's pretty close to the original yeah so i would i like i enjoy it when they change the story not the character like i don't want the same story told to me with a different character like that is like if you put rocky like if if creed was just rocky shot for shot with you know Instead of, you know, Rocky, we have Creed. Then Adonis, it doesn't matter. 
Like, no yeah. one cares. Creed gave us a continuation of good story. Um, and that's why the Creed film is good. They took the elements out of it that are good and told a new story with similar with similar qualities. And so I think that's why season two uh, is good. They, they don't tell any repeats. There's not a single repeat story. They're completely original. Okay, that's something I'm excited about then because that's how I feel. I feel like the best part about that first episode of season one was the Hydra Stomper. I thought that was cool that we're kind of seeing like a Iron Man really before it's Iron Man. I, I kind of like that concept of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that episode fell flat. But I feel like the T'Challa as Star Lord, like I said, I haven't seen all of season one yet. That episode is what Where really you got at? me excited. I just finished the, I guess I'm only after the Zombies episode. I haven't okay. watched any since then. So, so you watched dude. the Killmonger episode? Yes, I did watch that one. That one, that one's second on? least favorite. You would be on What If Thor Was an Only Child. Yes, that is the one I quit watching on. Yeah, so, which, which a lot of people hate, and I adore. I think it's such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited for... I think episode 8 is... Pr- I'm a huge... So we're going to talk about this a little bit because I love talking about this. I think Age of Ultron gets so much hate for no reason. And I Too honestly think it, it might be one of my favorite... Avengers movies to rewatch. Something about that movie, I love the fight scenes in it. I love, I just love the, I love Ultron as a villain. I really think it's cool, and I really hate that Avengers. You know, it was almost more of I've heard people say that it really wasn't Age of Ultron. It was more like a Day of Ultron because he's only there for you know a couple weeks. I would have loved to have seen something like Ultron really get a fleshed out type of villain and really get to see what he's more so capable of. So that's why I'm really excited for episode eight of season one, because I know that's the next one after the Thor is what if Ultron won. And I'm very excited for that episode. Yeah, that that's the episode that even like that episode and the one following is the only reason that season one is even a debate if it's better than season two, okay. because those two are really, really solid. Um, and I, you said Age of Ultron is slept on and underrated. I completely agree. Um, and one of the reasons is because it's in my top ten. Oh, and I think it deserves to be. I mean, every time I see it on or every time I'm like just trying to throw something on while I'm doing something else, because usually I'm not a type of person that likes to watch something while I'm doing something else. But occasionally if it's on or something like that on YouTube TV or something, I'll put it on just for the fun of it. And I always find myself just stuck staring at the screen because I think it is such a good story. Um, I, like I said, I just love Ultron. I like the idea of everything they did there. Um, we really get to see the introduction of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, all those things like that. So I think Ultron is probably one of the most slept on Marvel projects we've ever gotten, honestly. Oh yeah, I, I can agree with that. They um, it's it's just and and rewatchability for me is huge in these ratings. Like, hey, which one would I rather turn on again? Like, there's movies that I love, like, but do you want to watch it again? And that's yeah. kind of that's kind of where Winter Soldier kind of loses its rating for me. It is absolutely top tier Marvel, and I love it. But would I put it on over any of the movies I have ranked above it? No, not a chance. I would always watch Civil War before I watched Winter Soldier, just because it's more it's more fun. It's a better like it's a more rewatchable film than Winter Soldier is. Well, and it's funny, like you bring up rewatchability being a big thing. I feel like a lot of people have almost had that same sentiment, and this is going to probably be one that I disagree with. But I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, it is so good. I think it is one of the best Marvel movies we've ever gotten, but it's almost hard to rewatch because it is so sad and it has so many elements of, you know, 
do I ever really want to see that again? Do I want to see Rocket, you know, struggle? Do I want to see his friends die and things like that? And it's one of those things I've heard a lot of people say, you know what, maybe two is a little higher on my ranking list just because it's more rewatchable. So I um, I had that same fear because I was like, man, it is a hard watch. Um, but on top, upon the third rewatch, you know, that I'm <laughs> like, I've already watched it three times. The second rewatch, I was like, man, this movie is just phenomenal. Yeah. And, and like, like, it's not it's not a hard rewatch because, you know, it's coming. I think that takes the I think that takes it off. I think that takes yeah. the edge off. I can see that because I mean I remember watching that for the first time in the theaters, man. Like you're in tears. Like it, yeah. I literally cried during that movie. I think and I I'm cried like, I three times. I, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I ever want to watch something like that again. But I think there is a difference to be said when the movie is so good, and I think that's where Guardians Volume Three lands. I think it is so good that you know you're willing to be upset at a scene or something like that just to enjoy the whole story again. Yeah. No, I I um I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, like I said, guys, I promise I'll catch up on What If. I promise so, I'll get there. So why don't you share with us why you didn't fulfill your Okay, promise. I was getting there. I was getting there. But guys, <laughs> listen. I, I know I made a promise. And I said I was going to binge watch What If Season 1. But another show caught my attention. And I think it's probably the most consecutive show episodes of a show I have ever watched in one sitting. And that is Reacher. On Amazon mm, Prime, mm. absolutely amazing show. I'm actually watched the first two episodes of season two today at the time of filming this. But me and my wife sat down. I'm trying to think of what time it was. It must have been about seven o'clock, I would say. Um, this past, I guess it was what Friday, something like that. And we sat down and we watched the entirety of season one of Reacher in one sitting. And I just had an absolute blast with that show. I love. Everything about it. I even love the cringiness aspect of it because while you're watching it, there is so much cringe stuff that is said and that happens because it's just so much almost like superhero-ish, but not a superhero. And I actually love those aspects of it. You know, you hear a lot of people say, you know, the cool guys don't look at explosion things. That show that is basically what this show is. That encapsulates that line more than any other show I think I've ever watched. And I have just had an absolute blast with it. Yeah, I I would say you made the better choice. Um, if I had to choose between watching Reacher and watching What If, I would watch Reacher every time. And I've been I've been telling you to watch the show, man. Yes, yeah, yep. good. Well, that's why that's why I finally gave in. I told you, you know, you came down to visit um, during Christmas, and I finally told you I was like, hey, we're gonna watch Reacher. And lo and behold, I watched the entire first season and already two episodes in one weekend of season two. So uh, clearly, I'm enjoying the show a lot. Um, but it's just such a fun show. It's one of those shows, too, I, I was telling my wife, it's such a change of pace for me because a lot of the stuff I watch is usually Marvel-related because there is so much of that content that you usually don't really get a chance to get a break from it. And where I'm not a big fan of binge-watching, you know, I'm going to watch whatever is released that week. Where we've had such a break in Marvel and Star Wars recently, it's allowed me to kind of catch up on some things I've been wanting to watch, and I'm super happy with what I picked. Um, there's so many other shows I still have to watch. I knew you were talking about, um, is it called Dark or Darker? I think it's Dark. Dark, right? just Dark. Yeah. So that's a show I'm going to hopefully be able to get to. Um, but man, I'm loving Reacher. Um, I'm assuming you've watched all of season two up to this point, correct? I have not. No, I actually haven't oh, even started it yet. Okay, so I'm a little bit ahead of you. Wow, You're ahead of me. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. But uh, season two has been a blast. Um, 
so far, I, t- I told you right before the podcast started, I think I'm enjo- I enjoyed season one um, just a little better, but I also think that might have been just because it's so fresh and I'm wanting to get into the, the ending. How season one ended, it was so action-packed and so many things happening. You know, getting back to letting the story build up, I'm kind of like a little bit antsy on waiting for that to happen. But season two has yeah. been great so far. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's just such a crazy show. And it's I love the whole, you know he's a hulking figure dude like everyone he's pointed out in every crowd everyone makes the jokes about it and i just think it's so cool i love everything about it um but yeah i've enjoyed reacher a ton yeah um alan richard uh, richen um man he did he got jacked for that film and i i remember watching the first episode when he gets zip tied and i'm like dude are you telling me this dude's not just gonna break out of those junk, like those stupid zip ties? I was like, <laughs> I I can break out of those zip ties. And I was like, I literally did it. Like I've done it. Like I broke it. That's super easy. And um, then he like, you know, winces like a little tiny thing, and like they fall off. And I'm like, yep, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, but I, I, I love like that's what they did such a good job with the character. Is he's respectful. And that he's not just going to act like he is this big, tough guy, but he does it when he needs to, right? Yep. I, mean, I think the first jail, jail scene perfectly oh, man. You know, encapsulates that. You know, you talk about he's chilling up on the top bunk and those guys come and try to steal his friend's glasses. And he jumps down and he's like, no, we're not doing this. And they leave his cell after he beats up the one guy. And then a few minutes later... They try him again, and he just destroys everybody. And it's so like cringy because it's one dude taking on like eight guys. But I literally love it because it's just they execute it really well. Well, and also he has the physique that it makes sense. Yes, um, I you, like, think that helps. Can expect it. Yep. Yeah, when when you know one dude takes on eight guys, and it's like, uh, you know, he's like keanu reeves size and you're like okay like is anyone really that good of a fighter but like when he's also this hulking monstrosity of a man it does help it does help the believability of it visually it definitely helps Uh, you know i did i've watched the i guess the original jack reacher film with um tom Tom, yeah tom cruise yeah and he has some of those scenes where he takes on four or five guys and you're just kind of like okay i mean i guess because it's tom cruise and i I understand what they're trying to portray but you're kind of like tom cruise is a short guy i mean he's just he's not a very big dude but this totally changes the dynamic when you have this guy that's like six four, probably like 250 300 pounds of muscle and he just wrecks everybody it definitely makes it feel better than them just trying to convince you that this little guy can do it when they just throw this big guy on the screen and you're like yeah i get it i get it yep and i i agree i i do think that's uh, that he's a great aspect for it now uh, a question i've been wanting to ask you since you watched it is there's been rumors that he wants to play the batman in james gunn's dcu or dcu what do you feel what do you feel about that so i'm that's i it's funny because i it's probably because i watched reacher my phone and like x and instagram and all that stuff obviously i'm getting that stuff now because you know they're always listening and i keep seeing that come up that he wants to play batman and i kind of can see it because even in reacher he doesn't talk a whole lot he only says what needs to be said um but the thing i'm struggling with and this is what i struggled with with affleck's batman is and I think this might just be a product of me liking Christian Bale so much. Okay. He's not 
a hulking figure, right? I think that's why I struggled with mm. Affleck's Batman so much. I felt like he was just too big for what I liked in Batman, and Christian Bale wasn't that. I'm not saying he wasn't big, but he's not this. He wasn't this scale of big. This almost feels like he's he is on the level of Superman, and I kind of like when Batman is kind of questionable on if he's capable of doing stuff because that's what Batman's all about. And I think that's why I like Robert Pattinson's Batman so much. He's more, I guess the technique is more so there rather than just the brute muscle. I, I get that. I do think that Christian Bale has skewed your view of Batman. Oh, I think what I 100% he is. think he has. Um, because like Batman's huge in the comics. Oh, in the, in, yeah, in the comics and the cartoons, I, I know he is. And I think... I've said it a lot. I think The Dark Knight is such a good trilogy. It's really hurt my opinion on a lot of the DC universe in general, and definitely for Batman, because the way the Joker is portrayed, I think that's obviously... A lot of people say that's the best Joker ever, but that's the reason I don't like the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. I just don't like that version of the Joker like I like the Heath Ledger version. And I think it's the same thing for Bane. I Mm. love how Bane is portrayed in the Dark Knight trilogy, rather than how we get him a lot in the cartoons and comics, where he's kind of just a goofball, just some big brute. I like that he's a little bit more tactical, and he's smarter than you give him credit for. Um, yeah. And that's what I think I like about Robert Pattinson and Christian Bale's Batman. He's really smart, and he kind of leans on that, rather than just the brute force. And I feel like that's what Affleck's Batman relied on. And sure, they gave him his smart scenes and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, he was just this big dude that you could see taking on you know, eight or nine people at a time, which is what you want your hero to be able to do. But I like the way that Robert Pattinson and Christian Bale did it, where it was more technically driven. You know, they're going to hit this guy, and then they're going to assume that this other guy is attacking from this angle. So they're going to counter. I like that rather than, oh, I'm just going to take a bunch of hits, and I'm just going to be the last one standing because I'm the biggest guy here. So So I think... So I think there is a big big discrepancy in DC power. Right, so in Christian Bale's universe, it was very grounded. And if we're going to expand that universe to have Superman, to have Wonder Woman, to have Hawkman, Hawk, uh, oh my goodness, Hawk, Hawkman, is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Honestly, uh, some of those, <laughs> some of those things, you know, Black my, Adam. <laughs> my my mind just blew 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 off its chains. But you know, to have someone who is physically imposing doesn't help. You know, it doesn't help them win those fights, but you need both. And so when you're physically imposing and you have all those smarts and you're going up against gods on like walking among us, like that's DC. That's DC comics is like their, their power levels are just out through the chain. And so when Batman has no powers, you know, he's only six two two thirty. like that's his listed. And, um, Alan, Alan Richson is six, four, two forty. So like he's he's not that much bigger, I mean bar- barely oh, and, any than what I the comics that, I list. Think, I think you made a really good point. If we are going to be talking about the DC universe, the universe is going to have Superman, it's going to have Wonder Woman, it's going to have these, it's going to have an Aquaman, I'm sure. It's going to have a Black Adam again, I'm sure. It's going to have a Doctor Fate. It's going to have all these big characters, and you do need Batman to look the part. He does need to look like he's capable. You know, whether we believe Batman can really beat Superman or, you know, whichever side of the fence you're on there, he does need to at least look similarly sized. So yeah. I think for a DC Universe Batman, I think Alan Richin is perfect for that role. So getting back, that's getting back to your original question. I would like that for a DC Universe 
you know, role. As far as just right. a Batman role, though, I do prefer Robert Pattinson or Christian Bale because I guess maybe maybe that's what big reason I like Spider Man so much is I really like the street level stuff. You know, we yeah. see Spider Man dealing with a lot of the street level stuff, and maybe I think the reason why I like the Dark Knight so much is you almost feel like this is going to sound funny, but you almost feel like you could be that. You know, it doesn't seem so out of the ballpark of obviously you can't be Superman. You can't fly. You can't do all these other things. But, you know, if you had the equipment that Batman has and, you know, you do do some training and stuff like that, you almost feel like you could be that same type of thing. It's more relatable rather than something like Superman, where obviously no one can be Superman. So I think that's probably why I'm on like on that side of the fence when it comes to Batman. But I think for like you said, I think you made a perfect example as far as a DC universe goes, I would love to see him play Batman. Okay. Yeah, and honestly, I'm fine with them not doing a solo Batman movie in in the DC universe. Like let let um and I my mind is not working tonight, but let um Patterson have his solo Elseworld Batman and do like the Bat family there and then in like bring in we know Batman. He doesn't have to have a story told, you know. And then if it's successful when he when he gets brought in, like then we can we can do something with it. Maybe have that but, story that question then, yeah. But it's kind of like it's kind of like to me, it's kind of like Hawkeye. You know, Hawkeye didn't get his own movie. Now he got his own show after you know a, a decade and a half. Mm-hmm. But like you know no one asked like well we didn't we never got introduced to hawkeye like this is crazy that he just shows up in the avengers like no one like threw out things so like i think it's fine to not have people completely flushed out and and show up i thought that was good in black adam like uh you know dr fate just showed up at the end of his career and he was one he was the best character in that movie yeah well I think the big difference here is, and I honestly, personally, I think the DCU, it hurt them that they didn't have a standalone Batman movie. And I say that because Batman, you could argue, is probably in the top three most well-known superheroes. Maybe he might be even number one. I would argue that it's probably Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. You could probably say it in one of those orders. Um, and when you have a character like that that is so well-known and so iconic, I really do feel like... Obviously, we might all know the origin story. We might know he grew up an orphan or la di da di da But it is still something you would like to see so we can get to know maybe that actor better and how they're going to portray that character. Um, I do agree with what you're saying, though. Where we do know him so well, it does make it easier to just include him into something. Right. And I agree with that. I really do hope with the DCU that we do actually get a standalone Batman with whoever they decide to cast. I just think that would be good. You know, take Iron Man for an example. He was the first one that kicked it all off for the Marvel, yeah. for the MCU. I I would like that. I know we're getting Superman first. I know that's going to be what kicks off the DCU, and rightfully so. But I feel like Batman would be that perfect Captain America movie. I think that would be a perfect one-two hit for the DC Universe. Give us your two biggest heroes. Let us see where you're going with their stories. And then whether we get a second one for either of them, you know, whatever. But at least give us an idea of where we're going for those characters and what their personal agendas are. Okay. And and I'm fine with that. I, I am honestly fine with that. I just, there's a lot of Batman content. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of Batman content. <laughs> there is. And, you, you know, you said, like, 
I just don't love where they're going with it. I know everyone adored the Patterson film, uh, The Batman, and I thought it was good. I just never, I didn't have any of the fanboy uh, take out that everyone else did. I thought he was fine in the role. I thought he was good. Um, but as far as like, this is the best Batman there's ever been, um, I, I was not. I was not close to that. I, I had some laughing moments in the film that I was laughing at the film, not because it was funny, because it was stupid. Um, <laughs> like, dude is like, sh- you know, shaking off SMGs like like it's nothing, and then literally takes 150 SMG bullets to the chest and doesn't even like move, and then a shotgun pretty much kills him. Like, dude, like pick a pick a lane and then like literally when he when he fell and hit that bridge after skydiving and just like got up i was like oh okay (laughs) so so i i unfortunately this is gonna be it's about time we have something we disagree about we disagree too much on this podcast recently i i disagree with I loved the Batman. I had all those fanboy moments because until I got into the MCU, Batman was my favorite superhero because of the Dark Knight trilogy. I thought it was so good. Um, You know, maybe he even is still probably top three for talking about superheroes overall. I love Batman. I had so many of those fanboy moments. Um, You know, the hallway scene, you know, you're talking about the SMGs bouncing off of them. I loved that scene. I thought it was so cool. Um, And I get what you're saying about I I love that scene too. I thought yeah, that scene was great. Kind of ruins it. Exactly. Um, like that yeah, scene's I, great. I get that. I get that. <laughs> but I still kind of love it at the same time because you got to show he's vulnerable a little bit. Mm-hmm. And whether they do yeah. it in a good way or a bad way, they still did it. And I still love those movies. And I actually have a very big hot take on Robert Patton. He's actually my number two Batman we've ever gotten. I think that's how much I enjoyed the Batman movies. Um, that might be a fun thing we could talk Is that about a hot take? in the future. Is that a hot know, take? I feel like I feel like it is because, man, if I hear one more time that some of these older guys are the best Batman, dude, I've tried to watch those movies, and I understand that the technology is just there, and that's the way acting was, but they are just so hard to watch for me, (laughs) and I have such a hard time, and I know that's, like, I know that's not a popular opinion, but I just, something about those older movies like Michael Keaton. I, I just don't enjoy his Batman that much. Um, Adam West, no. <laughs> like, I just, I just, I'm not a fan of him. I really like Christian Bale. I really like Robert Pattinson. Um, I know probably, I, maybe you agree with me. Maybe he is your number two. Uh, but, dude, when I hear some people say, like, George Clooney, I'm, I just, like, I can't do it. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not a big, you know, you said Adam West. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, uh, probably, dude. I, I I would say the opening of of the Batman, like the opening scene, may have been the best single piece of content Batman we got. Yeah, it was cool. Like I thought was that really was really cool. I thought that was kind of perfect. And and honestly, I thought Robert Patterson did a great job. Um, I, I did not love, um, one of, I think my biggest complaint, aside from the, the, um, switching on and off in vulnerability, um, was that he, his, I thought his Bruce Wayne was terrible. I thought it was horrible. I can, I can kind of agree with that, but I also feel like that was a product of us really not getting to see a whole lot of it. There was really not a whole lot of Bruce Wayne 
I feel like in that movie, he was Batman it. for a large majority of it. No, he he was Batman for the entire yeah. the entirety of it. There was no Bruce yeah. Wayne. There was no. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, like, dude. Anyone, anyone and their mother was like, dude, that's that's Batman. Like, like, <laughs> like that's, that's what makes, dude. That that's it. That's what makes it so good. Listen, like, like Bruce, we haven't seen Bruce Wayne in forever, and they could he's like over the corner, like putting on the bass dude. Well, don't forget the, the eye makeup because that was a big yeah. point of emphasis in this Batman movie. Oh yeah, always had the eye makeup on. I always had it on. <laughs> you do that. So- <laughs> oh, Wait, hold man. on one second. Let me see if I can put the map. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. He's like, he's like, hey, uh, Riddler, give me one second. I got to run to the bathroom real quick. But <laughs> I don't know. I loved the Batman. I thought it was great. Um, but man, that's funny. That is good. It, it, I'm glad it's, you. It's it sounds good. like you have a. I'm glad. It sounds like you agree, though. Would you you say Chris, Christian Bale one, Robert Pattinson two for you? I, I mean, he he. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's. I will two. say, I know Michael Keaton. I didn't watch the Flash movie, but the clips I have seen of him in the Flash movie, that was the best version Michael Keaton has ever given us of the Batman. But oh, yeah, that that's it. But it is just a product of the time. So it, it exactly, is, and I—that's why I said I did preface it with I know that's just how it is nowadays. So it's really hard to, you know, are we including Kevin Conroy in this? Like, well, I mean that's that's animated, so I feel like that's hard to include him in that because okay, I think well, he is we're not a including legend. Him. Yeah, I think if you're, I'm talking about live action movie okay. only. Yeah, he honestly, he's probably one. He's probably one for Batman. He he's last for for um, playing Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, but he's <laughs> he's probably one for Batman for me. Okay. And then Christian Bale. Christian Bale. His his size and his like he just didn't like in his movies. The thing that you you love is one of the things I disliked is that he felt incompetent at actually performing feats of strength. And that's what I loved about the app, Batflack, Batflick, Affleck, Ben Affleck, <laughs> uh, is that like, dude, when he punched that guy like pretty much through the floor, like that was amazing. I was like, okay, that's the strength Batman needs. Is it like when he goes, like he can bench press like I think 580 pounds or something in a comic, it's crazy like that, and like press over a thousand pounds. Like, like he needs to be like he needs to be physically superior to, to everyone he's fighting. And and I I like that about it. Um, I like that about Ben Affleck. So it probably goes Patterson, um, Christian Bale, Affleck for me. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, I don't disagree. Like I think I've never heard it really even said the way you said it. But I think for it being a DC Universe movie, I think you do need the big Batman. But I think the standalone movies, I prefer you know the little the littler guy you know the one that's more technical the one that's a little trying to be smarter about his fights that he's picking and stuff like that i like that aspect of it but i actually would love you know going back to the original question before we went down this this batman oh yeah ranking <laughs> i think alan richardson would do great in a dc universe setting i would do you agree is that what you, you would like to see or is there maybe someone else out there that you would like to see get a chance to play oh batman? man yeah <sighs> I think so. So talking about, I don't know if he he portrays smart. Alan Richardson. Yeah, 
even more in Reacher, like, he's more even in, strength. Even in Reacher, I don't, I don't peg him as brilliant. And Batman needs to be brilliant. So I, I know I'm picking and choosing here and saying like I want him to be, you know, a massive, massive man, but I also want him to portray brilliance. Uh, and I just don't see that from Reacher. I see him as clever, but not brilliant. Okay. And okay, so, that makes sense. Because I was about to say, I feel like the show does a good job of he's always understanding of the situation. But that right. would definitely be a character trait of clever rather than smart. Yeah, and so I, I don't mind. Um, I think that they could probably write him and he can do it. Um, it just depends. Um, I did at first see him in Blue Mountain State. Um, one of my, my college buddies uh, showed me that, that show. Uh, do not watch it. Don't recommend it. Um, but to watch him in that and then to watch him in anything else is pretty funny because he is just a complete idiot. Um, so I do have that like over me as well. So you're kind of in the back of your head. You're like, ah, oh, this guy really ain't that smart. <laughs> and maybe that that's on me, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, we haven't really talked a lot about the DC stuff because there's really not been a whole lot to talk about. They're probably in the biggest transition period oh, yeah. they've ever seen. Is there anybody or any hero in particular that you're really hoping we get to see with the DC universe? I'm sure maybe Green Lantern is pretty high on your list. Oh yeah. Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. I want to see him really bad. I want to see, um, that entire, and I really want to see, um, um, trying to think of his his first name um but it, it's saint it's saint um oh god just it just left me but saint walker saint walker is the leader of the blue lanterns uh okay. core uh and that's the hope and i really want to see him i want to see saint walker um saint walker kyle rayner and then also um booster gold okay booster gold is is such a fun character um, and his introduction into, uh, Darkest Night was a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, just those, those three are my top list, and that's just because I love, I love Darkest Night. What's your favorite comic run of all time? Yeah, Blackest Night, so, not Darkest Night, or, Blackest Night. Yeah, Blackest Night. So, I, I'm excited. I think, I'm honestly... You know, I don't talk a whole lot about DC, but this new Superman movie, is it Superman Legacy? I believe that's what the yeah, name is. Yeah, Superman the, Legacy. That is a movie that I'm very, very excited for because it really is, you know, a new dawn of DC. I hated the DCEU, absolutely hated it. I thought it was some of the worst storytelling, some of the worst movies. Ooh, I quit watching the movies, ouch. you know, because I couldn't do it anymore. I felt like the, it was just not good. And I feel like these DC characters are so iconic, and they deserve so much better. So Superman, and I really do believe James Gunn is the guy that could fix DC, personally. Okay. I mean, but my uh, my favorite movie of the year was his, so... Alright, so we're getting back to that. You you go, you put in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 down as your number one? Oh yeah, without without question. Now, this this does come with an asterisk. I unfortunately have not seen Oppenheimer yet. Um, okay. I assume that will take number one spot for me, just because Christopher Nolan is my favorite director of all time. Um, and I haven't seen it because I didn't get to watch it in theaters, and I just haven't had time with refing and kids and you know finding babysitters. It just didn't work to go see it. Uh, and you know we just had Ezra uh, when that when that 
was like dropping, so it was just a very busy time. Um, so unfortunately, I haven't had time to rent it and watch, sit down and watch it. Um, but I think that may take the top spot for me because I just love Christopher Nolan and that whole story and just every, all the buzz around it is incredible. And I'm really excited to watch it. And that will be happening sooner rather than later. But for me, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, man, if a movie can make me cry, laugh, and uh, make <laughs> me want to rewatch it, um, it's going to be hard to beat because I don't just want to rewatch movies that often. I'm the exact same way because I'm, I'm definitely one of those people, and I kind of hate that I'm like this. But once I've seen something, I'm like, ah, I don't really want to use I, – I want to use that time to watch something new. There's so much um, out there. Exactly. So, like, it's hard for me to watch something and then be like, you know what? Instead of watching something new, I'd rather just watch what I've already watched. There's only been a few movies to ever do that, um, you know, like Star Wars Episode Three. That's probably my most watched movie of all time. Um, but, like, it, it is very few movies or sh- – I don't know if I've ever rewatched a show. So, it, so it is hard. I, I do rewatch a lot of stuff, um, but to rewatch something several times in a year, that yeah. that's that's different. Because I, I mean, I I actually just rewatched the entire Punisher show the other day. <laughs> so I do rewatch stuff, um, but not um, not in the same year. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not. I can't. Something, and I think a lot of it is just because of how far behind I am. There's so many shows that I have not watched or so many things I have to catch up on. I literally can't justify watching something that I've already watched again. So I'm just so far behind. I think it's so funny that we do this podcast. And I think it's good. The podcast has definitely helped me in the fact that when there is something new that comes out, I make sure I watch it so I don't get behind so we have something to talk about. Except for what Except for what I'm getting there. Listen. <laughs> but there's so much stuff like that it's it's helped me like i'm like all right gotta watch from episode one ex- the day it comes out like echo i'm gonna make myself grind through that now i don't know mm-hmm. if i'll watch all of it in one sitting like i did reacher just because i bet that probably drops on a weekday if i had to guess probably like a thursday if it drops uh, on a friday i might do it it's the night what the is the night uh, Ninth is a Tuesday. Yeah, so ain't no way I'm watching all that the day it drops, right? So <laughs> still I'll watch work. most. Yeah, I'll watch like a couple episodes each night, probably. Um, but that's one thing I love about the podcast is really gotten me to make sure I keep up with what is coming out and what is out. And you know, before man, there's so many things I'd be like, oh, I'll eventually get to it. I can't tell you how many shows I've said I'll eventually watch, and I've never even clicked on to start watching. Yeah, I uh, um, that's one of the things when we were talking and doing our rankings the other day, and I was like, man, Jake just hasn't watched many shows. Like, <laughs> that's why he was like, man, this this uh, Secret Invasion is really good. Why is everyone hating on it? I'm like, <laughs> nope. I, I will stand. Listen, we haven't talked about that because we hadn't been doing the podcast when were we doing the podcast? When? No, I don't remember. no, we we started okay. with Ahsoka. Okay, I still did like Secret Invasion. I thought it was fun. I thought there was a lot of good things about it. I just think the ending was terrible. Yeah, I I mean I'm I'm in a similar boat. I thought it was it was was pretty okay. Um, it started to derail for me around episode four uh, when Nick Fury was crip, you know crippled walking in an open field oh. while gunfire <laughs> was going all around him. Then like. They choose to shoot the guy right beside him when they're like trying to. It, it just like, dude, it just 
there are some really bad decisions in that movie, and then and then they introduce the most overpowered creature yeah. in all, and also, oh man, to learn skills from getting people's DNA just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, so in and magic I agree with rings. that aspect of it. I, oh, I agree with that aspect of it, and I so like I said, I still think the first few episodes are they're fun, and I yeah, think they do yeah. kind of keep you on the edge of your seat. Well, they they did put an interesting like premise in front of you that they should have you know went for, but they didn't. Yeah, there's so much they could have done better with that show. Like, I love the idea of never knowing if who was on the screen was a scroll or not. I thought that was cool. Like, you, it really makes you pay attention to what's happening because, you know, there could be one little scene that you might look away from for a couple seconds, and it could have changed everything that you know about the show. And I liked that aspect of it. But yeah, that ending was so bad. That so ending, bad. it was really bad. And, you know, not only did they create the most powerful character in the marvel universe that instantly learned how to use all these powers they just let her walk free afterwards you know no idea where she went but we'll talk about that another day when i think that season two comes out (laughs) i think that's one of the reasons the marvels did so terrible i I think secret invasion secret invasion i think if secret invasion was good the marvels would have performed well well and i think we both had the same agreements on the marvels I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think it was oh, bad it was by any completely middle tier Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what are you going to do? They can't all be Loki, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back but, to your question. What's you, what's your favorite of the year? So, in you know, across the Spider-Verse after seeing those 20 minutes, <sighs> I think it is probably my number 1, but we really did have a pretty good year of movies. I mean, oh, yeah. I did see Oppenheimer, and it's. I think it was good, but I didn't... I'm going to be honest, for me personally, I don't know if I enjoyed it more than Across the Spider-Verse, or even more so than Guardians Volume 3. Um, and honestly, a, the, the Dark Horse movie for me this year, and you're going to laugh when I say it, I thought The Hunger Games, The Bout of Songbird and Snakes was really, really good. Um, if you're a Hunger Games fan... I think you need to watch that movie because it's some of the best acting I saw this year. Um, it's just a great story, really fun story. Obviously, you kind of have an idea of where it goes, but it's still really fun. I think that was a dark horse movie for me this year. Hmm. Obviously, I know I didn't give it the flowers it deserves, but Oppenheimer was good. It was really, really good. Um, I'm probably forgetting some. I really enjoyed uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Um, it definitely was not above the movies that I've listed already, but still a really good movie that I feel like got a lot of, I don't even feel like it got hate. I just feel like it didn't get the love it deserved for what they did with the turtle universe. I'm really excited. I hope we get more from that team because I thought it was a really fun story. Um, if you like animation, I think mutant mayhem was a really great movie for showing off some cool animation. It wasn't as good as across the spider verse, but it was still good. When, when it came out, you said it was better. I know, and I've, now that I've thought back on it, I, I think Across the Spider-Verse is better. Um, but i telling you, I loved Mutant Mayhem. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and what I liked about Mutant Mayhem was, obviously, I'm a big Ninja Turtle fan, but it was just easy to follow in a really great new origin story. It was really brand new. We had never kind of seen the Turtles in this light. We had never seen Master Splinter like the way he is. I think Master Splinter was probably the worst done part of the movie, but it was also, you know, a comedic part of the movie that you could kind of get past and not be upset about. So I really enjoyed Mutant Mayhem. Um, I'm sure there's some other movies that I saw this year that I might be forgetting, but... Did you see John Wick Chapter 4? 
I did not. And the reason I didn't see that is I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. So I probably shouldn't even say it. I've never seen any of the John Wick movies. Mm. So that those are mm. some on my list that I need hey. to watch. And I didn't want to see four because I haven't hey. seen any of the other ones. Yeah. So, Honestly, with John Wick, you can just watch one and kind of quit it. Um, cause it, it is the best. The others are good stories, amazing action. Um, but really the heart of the heart of John Wick is, is one. And and it is it is one of the best action films ever created, and I feel like it needs to be watched. The other ones are are just greed, honestly, uh, and okay. they're fun. Uh, but honestly, one of one of the movies this year for me that was kind of a dark horse um, that I just I didn't really have on my um, plate, but is Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Man, so what that's a movie. fun watch it was. Now that's it's not movie, top. Yeah. That's a movie I haven't got to see yet, so I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. It is just a great time. And I love Chris Pine. I do. He's he's absolutely so fun. <laughs> um and he's his he plays the character perfectly and I don't think any of the marketing for this movie actually did what it was supposed to do. Uh because I like if you love board games, and I, I, I adore board games, like this movie is so much fun. And I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, but if I did, I feel like this would just be the absolute most fun um, movie to do. Um, I actually just started playing Baldur's Gate, which is just so crazy addicting and so much fun. Um, and has made me like this movie more because I've actually understood the world a little bit more. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a good seven out of ten movie. I'd say. Well, that was actually one of the things I was hoping to get to in tonight's episode. Was I know you've been playing Baldur's Gate three a lot. You were talking a ton to me about it around Christmas time. Oh man, are you still enjoying it as much as you were? And I know you're still early into the game, and I know you still got a lot to go. Do you have an idea of where this could potentially end up in your favorite video games of all time list? Uh, number one. Really? So you're already putting it there? Uh, it, it's not there yet. I mean, it's got to it's got to be good. But I mean, this is just the absolute craziest thing. I, I'm literally so I have you you play campaigns with with people, and we tried to get you in on one, but we we couldn't. Um, and so we, I have <laughs> throw me right under the bus. I know, I know. I just I like I like you there. Um, and then, um, me and me and two of my friends we got a campaign going, then we got a solo campaign, and it's just like it's so different. Like you play through this game probably probably fifty times at least, and and just have a like not a um like oh well that was different. Like the entire game is different. Like, because you can just play as, like, who your backstory is, what your race is, what your class is. Like, it changes how people interact with you. It changes the options you get to go. Like, um, you, you never have to do anything. You don't have to fight anybody. You don't have to befriend anybody. There's one game where I've, like, I've literally, like, I was looking at my, like, camp, which is, for, like, where all your allies sit. In the game with my, my friends, we got, like seven people in there and i've literally like i only got like three because the other four i killed um <laughs> so like it's just such a fun unique uh experience with with so much uh put into the dialogue of it it's insanity like i just didn't expect it 
Um, and I didn't expect to love it as much as I am, but I really like it. It is so much fun. Yeah, so it's one of those games that I'm hoping to get around to at some point because I just never have heard a single bad thing about the game. And that's impressive when we live in a day and age where that's what you, most people want to do is they want to talk down something and make it not seem as good as it is, or they want to talk trash about it for whatever reason. And this is one of those games I feel like I've not heard any of that. So I'm excited for that. I think you getting into it and loving it as much as you did even more so reassured me that it's that good of a game because yeah. it's it's one of those games that, you know, I wouldn't say that you would even classify yourself as a type of gamer that likes those type of games, but it absolutely has you hooked. Um, I, I think it's because I haven't had the opportunity to play this many games like this is because, okay. um, but it's, it's like a, it is essentially a board game. Yeah. And I, I love board games. Like board games, I can literally play board games for hours with people that like to play board games. Now, if people don't like to play board games, I, it kind of takes me out of it because they're not competitive and they don't yeah. want to win. They don't care. Um, so it takes the fun out of it a little bit. But um, as but this, I mean, everybody in this game wants to win because you know no one else is controlling them. So um, it's a lot of fun. Like I today. I, I had set a timer and I was like, I'm going to play for an hour while the kids are napping before I put some furniture together. And, um, I accidentally teleported something where I wasn't supposed to, uh, I had killed some people in a village and I teleported to that village instead of a different one. Um, and immediately initiated combat with 25 like golems <laughs> or, you know, and I was like, Oh no. And I was like, I'm going to die team wiped and I haven't saved. I'm going to waste this entire, like, 45 minutes of play um and i somehow made it out it was and you know it's just it's just a blast to think through the combat situations and just how many options there are it's so cool yeah that's awesome i'm glad you're enjoying it um it's i've been saying this for such a long time there's nothing as fun as when a game has you like absolutely glued to it you're always thinking about it you're always wanting to play it and i think that's just like some of the best parts some of the most fun you can have is when you're really glued to a game Uh, so it's cool that you're having that experience it with it um you know we got some stuff fun stuff coming up though like we just talked about a little bit we do have echo right around the corner i know we're both excited for that um how excited are you though for echo oh man i i'm guarded i'm guarded on it okay because the trailer got me so hyped, and then I'm like, man, did we all forget? Did we forget the rumors? Did we forget whose shows these are? Like, we. I'm like, ugh. It is don't, tough. Don't it disappoint is tough. me. Don't disappoint me. Don't don't get me hyped for this and then ruin it. <laughs> um, so I I'm guarded, but I'm excited. Well, I think the the thing that has me most excited about it is it really feels like Marvel is trying to get back on track. I mean, outside of Echo. Really, we don't have a whole lot of stuff coming out this year. I mean, we have Deadpool three, but and I, I, unless I'm forgetting something, the is that about the Sony? But yeah, well, there is this. Yeah, there is the Madam Web and stuff like that. But if we're talking about the MCU, that is it. This is this is just those two things, and I feel like Marvel uh, is really. There is made, another show. There's another show coming out. I'm trying to think which mm. show. I feel like I know what it is, but I also have forgot about it. But either way, you know, just one other show coming out. I feel like they're really going to have to make sure that the stuff is good because I feel like this is a really big year for Marvel because I would probably go ahead and say overall the MCU was probably 
you know, it was good this year. We had some of the best movies we've ever gotten in Guardians Volume 3. But overall, I feel like it did not get what they really wanted out of it with Ant-Man and the Marvels and stuff like that. So oh, I'm um, expecting this year to be good. Agatha, Darkhold Diaries okay. is still supposed to come out. And then the X-Men 97, which... Okay, the cartoon, yeah. I'm not... I wasn't also, an X-Men, X-Men comic. I didn't watch it. I never, I don't know anything about it, so... I feel like that would be a good if you. It is something you'd like to learn more about. I feel like '97 would be a good. I've I've watched some of those older co- or cartoons and stuff like that, and they're really fun. Um, so if, I feel like this would be if it's a something you're interested in learning more about. I feel like that would be a really good gateway into learning more about the X Men. Yeah, I, I know a good bit from just how many comics I've read, but I just never yeah. watched the that animated yeah. series. <laughs> that that's one of the things I don't like about. Um the what if because my wife kind of loses interest in animation a little bit yeah but like it's way too advanced for my kids to watch like my three-year-old cannot watch what if like <laughs> there's there's way too much in that show like it is clearly a tv 14 show yeah so well i feel i feel like x-men will be a good one though if you wanted to watch it i think you'll enjoy it but like i said if that's all we're getting from marvel from mcu um, this upcoming year, I feel like these things gotta be good. I feel like they're really playing big into Deadpool three, though, being oh. an absolutely huge hit. Well, I mean, dead the Deadpool franchise is just so good. As uh, as grotesque as it is, um, it is a really good show. I mean, a really good movie. Well, it's probably one of their biggest things that they have really overall. I mean, you could consider anything that the MCU's got. Deadpool is a huge character. I, I think it has grossed the most uh, outside of the Avengers. Oh, really? Like, Even more than Spider-Man? I, well, so in, I think per movie, I think you'd okay. say grossing. Because it only okay. costs like, only costs like, what was it, like 40, 40 mil to make and it made I think it grossed like seven hundred fifty mil or something. Like it was well, like that, an insane, that would probably make sense. an insane budget, like yeah. difference. Well, I feel uh, like I'm saying be... gross. I meant net. I net, meant net. Yeah, profits. I figured that's what you said. Yeah, um, yeah finance like... guy, you gotta correct me. <laughs> well, I feel like it'll be a good year for Marvel, though. I feel like it gotta be. Like I said, I feel like this year was probably they would probably consider it a letdown, whether most people would or not. I feel like overall they oh, yeah. would probably say. It, was not a year that they'd be happy with. So I feel like Echo has to be good. Deadpool 3 has to be good. And Agatha, man, I really don't know. I feel like they're going to change the name again before we even get to it. So I, I don't have my... <laughs> that's probably the show I have my least hopes held high for with that one. Um, but all in all, it, it should be a good year for Marvel. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good reset. I think it's going to be a good reset. Drop this one early. Drop it all at once. You know, get... We got, you know, three Sony movies coming out where they can, you know, really drop the ball on and get us excited for the MCU to actually make some stuff. Um, And then if they produce a killer Deadpool movie, um, then, and that's the only one, it's going to make people have that, you know, that hunger for more MCU content. And and that's that's a good thing. Like, you don't need, you don't need to, to be, oh, like, just gluttonous all the time with this stuff like even like over this past week like i had i had to watch three episodes of what if today in order to like even talk about it on this because they all drop so fast like 
it's it's okay to do the weekly releases and not give us so much content. Like it's okay. A hundred percent. And that I'm like we've talked about it before, and you've even you know said you you started to agree that it is just so much nicer when we get one episode a week because you can actually make sure you're keeping up with it. And I'm excited for the fact that we are getting such little content this year. It's gonna be so refreshing to not be like, all right, well, this is over. But guess what? I get two weeks to rest before I got to start grinding something else out. I think it's gonna be a really good year to rest for the yeah. MCU. And you know, we, we do love this stuff. We're doing a podcast about it clearly, but like we do do a lot of other things and this is yeah. even close to number one on our priorities. So like all of this is just entertainment for when we don't actually live. <laughs> so. Exactly. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. It's it's like our, I don't even know what you'd call it, but yeah, I think you described it well, but other than that, I think that's kind of the majority of the episode that we have to talk about for you guys this week. Um, I don't know, Zane, did you have any other things that you maybe saw or read that you'd like to talk about before we? Uh, no, man, I actually, I like my screen time was down like 56% because I've been just completely disconnected um, over the break. I've just, yeah. just been fellowshipping with family and having a great, great time. So uh, I haven't stayed on the, the gram at all um, or, or on the X um, I gotta stop calling it Twitter. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've, I've I've not been on the X, and uh, I've been playing a little Marvel Snap, but that's about it on the phone. You're right. Well, I I had the same experience. My screen time has been way down just because really there's not a whole lot coming out. Um, there I did hear that it it sounds like Marvel is leaning towards recasting Kang. Um, after the Jonathan Major news, so that'll be something we wait to see what happens. Uh... Honestly, I hope they just move on at this point. I feel like that's one of those things we need to just you know, skip over. It was a big swing and a miss. Let's just move on with another villain, but we'll see what happens. Um, like I said, I really haven't even heard much other than that, that they're just planning on recasting. So there's a lot to see coming up in the future. Um, but as far as stuff we have to talk about this week, I think that's about all that we have for you guys. Um, we hope you guys had a great Christmas and a great New Year's. Um, Obviously, I think it's going to be a really good year for the podcast because I think there's some good stuff coming out. I think the Deadpool is going to be great. We do have Echo to talk about. And honestly, with them dropping all the episodes on a Tuesday, that'll probably be something we have to talk about for about two weeks because I feel like it'll probably take us about that long to really both of us have time to finish it up. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a good year for the podcast. Again, we always want to thank you guys so much for taking time to watch. Um, if you guys have any questions or anything like that, we are actually in the process or thinking about getting uh, Instagram opened up for strictly for the podcast so you guys have a way to reach us. Um, so that's something you guys can look forward to here in 2024. Um, we'll probably be taking some clips out of the podcast and posting them on there. So if you guys like short form content and want to keep up with us that way, that'll be a great opportunity for you guys to do that. So again, we just want to thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys for giving us a great 2023 and we're very excited for what 2024 has in store for us. So again, thank you guys and we'll see you in the next one.